The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. This is the Anton Savage Show and one of the things we were discussing Liz Truss earlier on but one of the uh, things that Liz Truss did early in her campaign for the leadership was to criticise the BBC and to suggest that GB News was better when it came to uh, fact-checking and accuracy uh, than was the BBC. And the BBC has found itself under uh, similar criticism recently from its own former employee, Emily Maitlis, the suggestion being that there are Tory cronies throughout the organisation. Ironically, these kind of attacks come as the corporation celebrates its 100th birthday. With us is John Simpson, who by his own description has worked for the BBC for half of its time in existence. Good morning, John. Good morning. John, before we get to all of the suggestions about cronyism and and political influence and all of that, to some extent it is easy to take the BBC for granted, particularly from Ireland where there is a sense that that RTE is is effectively a a similar version of the the same thing. But of course it isn't given that it is half advertiser funded, it's not entirely uh, state funded. The BBC is extremely rare in being an entirely state funded, theoretically independent broadcaster. Is that important and is it still relevant as such? Well, of course, it's not state-funded, so that doesn't really apply. I mean, it's funded through a license fee, like like so many um, broadcasting organisations in Europe, uh, in Ireland itself, and so on. It's just that in in some countries, uh, not all, uh, the the license fee isn't high enough to. Uh, to fund uh, the whole of the, the organisation. And so some countries, as in Ireland, uh, involve um, advertising as well to just top up the license fee. But it isn't funded. That's a, a, a mistake that some people do make. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's funded through a license fee, which is uh, whose, whose level is fixed every Years well, without getting to angels dancing on the head of the pin, a license fee that is drawn from almost every citizen in the country and is set by the government, it, I mean, it is it is a taxation by proxy in essence. But nonetheless, it, it does mean that it is independent of advertisers. Is that significant? Is that important? Yes, I don't think it's quite as important as we used to think it was. Um, because in in the past, uh, the assumption was, and and it, I think accurately in some places, that uh, people would um, advertisers would put pressure on the organisation to uh, say the kind of things that were favourable and helpful to advertising. That does exist, I think, quite a lot in various American states, but I, I don't think nowadays we would regard that as being the chief. Uh, problem that that uh, you know that broadcasters face. There are many more pressing problems, like the pressure of of governments on broadcasters. And to what extent, in, from the BBC's perspective, has it ever been thus? Is the kind of things that Emily Maitlis is referring to is that new? No, I mean it's always there's always been a, a competition, shall we say, um, tension between governments and broadcasters. And frankly, I think if the broadcasters are doing their job, that's going to happen. So it's all through my uh, career. You said I, I think I, I was uh, described myself as having worked for, in fact, I've worked for BBC for more than half its existence. Um, that's been uh, that's been the case. Governments, when I joined in 1966, there was a uh, an ongoing 
uh, row between the current government, Labour government of Britain, and the BBC over something that it had broadcast. And that's, uh, that's just been going on ever since. I'd, I think, you know, a good broadcaster will always kind of be, um, there'll always be tensions, always. And if there aren't, I think we ought to look at whether it really is a good broadcaster. Although presumably the stakes are that much higher for the BBC by virtue of its sheer scale, because it is the capacity to define a media agenda by the kind of coverage that it provides in a way that few organisations have. Yeah, well, I mean, the BBC is very important in the lives not only of of, of Britain, um, but also countries, uh, different countries throughout the world. I mean, at some stage, uh, this year, we will reach uh, half a billion um, viewers, listeners, and, and readers throughout the world. I um, mean, that's a sizable chunk of the human population. And, um, you know, inevitably, you're going to say things, you're going to do things which, uh, which upset people. Um, and as I say, you wouldn't be doing the job right if you weren't. So it is it is a, 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 an organisation of real importance, both in Britain and and in other countries. And in your experience, John, in, since since 1966, working within the BBC, how well do you think they have handled the balance between objectivity, impartiality and fairness? Because people use them as synonymous terms and they are not. Yeah, um, well, I mean, you know, what can I say? I would, uh, I would say that pretty much um, uh, it's the usual case that the BBC does very well. I mean, there have been examples when it hasn't. Uh, there have been examples when it was accused of doing things that, uh, that it had done uh, when it, when it uh, hadn't done them. I'm thinking particularly of uh, the, the whole of the, the business of weapons of mass destruction uh, after the invasion of Iraq, um, which I don't think any government, I don't think any member of that current government, that government at the time, uh, would now stand by the accusations they made against the BBC, damaging as they, as they were. So, I mean, of course, no, I mean, no sane person is going to say uh, we always get it right. I mean, it's just that we try to do it. And we, I think we probably usually manage quite well. Remind me, John, that the weapons of mass destruction, that was a um, criticism by the Blair government that ultimately led to the, the resignation of the DG and the chairman. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. Yes, when the, a report came out that weirdly criticised the BBC for um, what, what, had, what had happened and turned into a sort of weird trial of the BBC. Um, a, a very bad, a very low uh, period. And, uh, you know, I'm sure if you... I've asked Tony Blair about this uh, since uh, in private, and although he, he certainly didn't, um, uh, you know, didn't say he got it wrong or anything, I, I think he would certainly feel now that that was a mistake, and I wish he, and that, that he wished he hadn't done it. 
What about the role of the BBC as it now stands? Because I think about if, if you look across the water to the States, there was a period where you would have said that, well, I, I think one would have said CBS News was the, the, the paragon of broadcasting virtue. And if you look at what's happened now and its level of influence has been totally eroded by the cable news programming and by um, social media. Would you fear the same kind of thing could happen to the um, BBC? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the, there are big pressures on the BBC. By the way, it wasn't true that, uh, I mean, Liz Truss was uh, making a joke when she said that GB News uh, was uh, telling the truth and the BBC didn't or something. I mean, it, it was just a passing little joke. It wasn't some sort of major uh, criticism or statement. Uh, uh, about the BBC, and I'm, I'm sure she didn't think that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the commercial principle, forgive me, because I'm, I'm speaking to a commercial organisation, but it, 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 it doesn't have uh, the same resilience and strength that um, the, um, the licence fee gives the BBC. And... CBS News has to turn a profit, and it has to turn a profit every year. And yes, I mean, it, it has sunk from being uh, one of the major broadcasting organizations in the world to being one that, well, frankly, um, isn't regarded as highly as it used to be. Um, it is all a question of funding. It's all a question of how you... Um, uh, of, of of what pressures there are and where they come from. Well, that was the question and that I was wondering because the it, BBC it, has been, you know, rather lucky, I think, over the years in that the pressures have mostly been political rather than commercial. Well, if you take the, the uh, CBS analogy on that one, John, the the CBS's heyday was when it was entirely, it was still an entirely commercial organisation, and it managed to deliver objectivity and impartiality in a way. That was the equal, if not the better, of the BBC. What started, I would have thought, to erode its position was legislative changes in relation to things like the Fairness Doctrine and the deregulation of media. Surely those same things could happen to the BBC if the mood music politically changes, regardless of its funding model. Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, what happened to American broad, the American broadcasters was that Ronald Reagan removed the the obligation on the uh, the main all the broadcasters, all the television and radio broadcasters in the United States to be balanced, and as a result, you've got these uh, um, much more uh, angry, noisy, extreme, um, uh, opinionated uh, um, broadcasting organisations, which started to do a lot better than the old ones. And the old ones, frankly, in the in the American context, didn't know what they were doing. Uh, didn't know how to co- uh, how to compete uh, with this this new kind of upsurge in opinionated broadcasting, and have never actually managed to recover their position. But I, you know, I think it's impossible to think that that would happen in a European country, frankly. The you we, I said the thing about having um, yourself worked in the BBC since uh, 1966. Across that period, what's your proudest moment? Oh, mine. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought of that. Um, uh, oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm fairly self-critical, so I, the ah, 
I really, I'm at a loss <laughs> to think of anything good I might have done. I mean, I, I you know, I don't think there's anything I've done that wasn't shot through with misunderstanding and failure and at some at some stage. But I'm very proud of the BBC in general. Um, those things I'm not proud of. Uh, but uh, uh, in general, I mean, you know, you've only got to look back at, for instance, uh, the the funeral of the Queen uh, last month, which was absolutely magnificent. The 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 the, the coverage of it. Um, that's the kind of thing which uh, which I, I think you know one can be really proud of. John, thank you very much for joining us this morning. That is John Simpson. Um, I think it's fair to say legendary broadcaster uh, with the uh, BBC. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.